0: Hello and welcome to Mike Martin Asks again. This week I have another amazing entrepreneur for you guys. Um, Very, very excited. You might notice the background has now changed. Everybody started picking on me saying I look like the Hulk with the green, so that's gone. Uh, This week's special guest, um, been online since 2007. Um, used to be an SEO agency owner, which will, will resonate with a lot of our our um our audience because we've got tons of agency owners and people that do that. Loves helping coaches, consultants, uh, and course creators. And she, not he, she is the founder of Ads Growth Academy. Uh, Ivana, tell us who you are, my friend.
1: <laughs> Hi. Well, first of all, Mike, it's really cool to be here, and I'm super excited to share uh, a lot of my journey with your audience. Um, so. Like Mike said, my name is Ivana Bosniak, and I started my journey online at the end of 2007. And it's been a journey. (laughs) I have to say it's been a journey uh, because I've gotten into many different business models throughout all of that. But um, I did not start my entrepreneurship online, actually. I started it at the age of 21, and that was maybe, I want to say, seven years prior to getting online. Um, I... Just realized working for corporations was not my thing and being stuck at a job that did not let me be creative and learn things and kind of explore and like it limited me for how much money I could make. I didn't like that. So um, I had a lot of days where I had projects I enjoyed and I really worked on them. But then when the project ended and if I had to do some boring tasks, I felt like, I was getting killed, really. <laughs> I don't know. But anyways, that actually led into the whole thing. I'm just going to do something on my own. And initially, I started selling real estate. So at the time, I was living in states. And I was living in California. And I'll tell you something. Breaking into debt market, being very young at 21, was not an easy at all. Actually, the first six months of that journey uh, got me into a lot of debt. Uh, I was pretty much debt before I started in like six months, I went up with credit cards to like twenty thousand dollars in debt. <laughs> wasn't an easy journey, like I said, but I didn't give up. Um, and because I didn't give up, uh, I managed to actually build a really successful career out of it. So what I did was okay. I'm getting into debt, like. The the potential leads I had, I wasn't converting them into clients. I was brand new agent, like I was competing with a lot of successful agents. On top of that, we are young, and I looked young too. I was dressing up to look older. Like I remember buying all the shirts and clothes just to look older. And um, I realized that I had to make some income and then go and continue to sell real estate. So I got a job from six a.m. to uh Noon. So for six hours every day, I would work. I can't remember what hourly was, but it was enough to cover my living expenses and start paying off the debt. But as soon as that happened, though, as soon as I got a job, my real estate uh, gig started kicking off too. So I started closing the deals. Now, if you don't know anything about real estate, just so you know, your new agent, company that you're working under, they take a big, huge cut. So my paychecks weren't that big, even though I was selling real estate in California. But I very quickly renegotiated my commissions because by the time I closed the third deal, I was like, you know what? I'm bringing you clients. I'm bringing you, you know, escrows, like I'm closing, you got to pay me more. So initially it was, they were getting 60% and I was getting 40. And that really like, you know, you can feel it. Plus you have to pay all the insurances and stuff like that. And it was I stuck to it, and I kept on pushing, and I remember by that summer, so within the first year, I already had seven homes in one month in escrow, and that's, like, a big deal. Like, for California, most people sell one home on average a month, you know, most agents, but I was like, oh, my God, this is really working, Um, so it was really a great kickoff to what I wanted to do, but... I don't like when people say all the success stories and then don't say what happened. At one point I was like, you know what? I loved the real estate. By that time I got married, had two kids. um, And I was doing well financially, but the hours were killing me. Like I had to work a lot of times from five to like 9 PM. That was the time I wanted to be with my family. I wanted to be with my kids most of the day they were anyways you know in kindergarten where you know someone was uh, taking care of them um so i was like you know what i need to look into something different and um i started looking into ebay was selling on ebay a little bit uh that wasn't it, like a success right away like it took a little bit and ebay if you never sold on ebay It's kind of an SEO thing, too. You had to research the keywords and figure out how to rank and, you know, be one of the top listings, Uh, all the little uh, tips and tricks that you had to learn. But um, by that summer, so when I decided to do it, it was sometimes in January. um, And I, yeah, so I started looking into it. I just had my daughter. I remember that. So my first year was like I was taking care of her and kind of like babysitting, like, you know, you got to sleep, my Mama has to work, you know, figure this thing out. But by that summer, actually, the whole eBay thing was doing really well. Uh, one month, we had a uh, uh, revenue of $25,000, which was like, wow, this is really working. And that was dropshipping. A lot of people didn't know what dropshipping was, but I was already in it. Yep. Um, I found what I realized was you needed to have very cool products um, that most people weren't like researching or selling because everybody went from the like main things, you know, but like in today's world, it might be like iPhone or, you know, iPhone 13, like main things that everybody's buying. But I went for very specific niche type of items. And that was the reason why it was successful. But I also realized that I had to be physically in the States if I wanted my business to continue, because if you run out of supplies, you had to have, or the items that you were selling, you had to have them at home. And that was a little bit difficult because when you're selling on eBay, if you, if you sell something and you can't deliver, they're like, uh, rating is off. Like they give you a negative yeah. you know, rating and stuff. So I was like, no, 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 let me look in something else. And then affiliate marketing caught my eye. And that was just mind blowing. Um, I did invest in some coaching programs at that point, but nothing was serving in terms of like how I needed to set it up for affiliate marketing to work. But there was a membership site that someone recommended and it was through an article. Um, And I was like, okay, well, it's only $30 a month. It's not a big deal. Let me just try it. Um, After all, I spent like $2,000 on this, you know, I spent like $1,000 on that. So what's the big deal, 30 bucks? Um, And they had a program that was eight weeks long. um, And they showed me how to sell affiliate products in a very simple way, again, through SEO. Um, And yeah, I started making commissions. Like my first commission was $67. It was just proof enough that it worked. And I was like, okay, I'm onto something here. you know. <laughs> and then the whole thing with SEO, because I was getting so good at ranking my sites, it kind of led me into the whole SEO story and building an SEO agency out of it. So for me, it's been a journey. And after that, just learning how to create courses, sell courses, learning how to launch programs successfully online. That was for years I did that. And um, then I realized, um, you know what, now it's time to kind of incorporate all of that and help people build their own businesses. So it's kind of like we help people now get leads through automated funnels and um, through the content that really speaks to their audience. So... It's not always easy to set it up, especially when someone is starting out, but if people already have a message, they know what they're doing, it's a lot easier to get them off the ground and really automate a lot of things.
0: So the the SEO agency, why why did that come to an end? Did you did you just get sick of SEO?
1: No, that was like the whole ranking thing that we did for a lot of people was based on ranking methods that worked at a time. But a lot of our clients started losing because algorithms changed. And a lot of our clients started losing um, their rankings. Obviously, they started unsubscribing from our packages that we had, um, which was understandable, right? Uh, So we had to shift into different uh, industry. But um, that was actually very hard for me because at the time when that was happening, I just got divorced. I ended up with two kids. I was the one providing for them and having business that just crashed was not easy at all. But you know what? Everything happens for a reason. And I think that made me a lot stronger. Uh, It took me a while to get over the fear of have it happen again. Uh, And every once in a while, I'll still experience that like, oh, what if it doesn't work out? (laughs) Because, yeah, Sorry. I forgot to turn off my sound on the phone, but, um, yeah, it's, um, that's been, that was a hard thing, but there was a good thing in it. And the reason why we were able to quickly shift around and start making money again, we built an email list and I always tell everyone, like, no matter what you do, email list, yeah. build an email list. You need to have an email list. It's really important. Um, we had, um, actually I love that business model. really loved it and if you want i can share what it is um because i think a lot of people can benefit from it because sometimes we go after we should be selling high ticket items and that's all we should be selling then we go into this like we should be selling low ticket items and that's all and we should be doing membership and okay the whole business model that we had was recurring base so we rarely ever sold any courses and the whole setup um was like we were giving value on the front end, free course, how to rank your own website. Everything was listed of what we do. Everything on the page, off page, like how to get links, how to optimize the whole nine yards. And at the time, people just loved it, but they didn't want to do the work. So that's why they started paying us. So from the free course that we had, they would step into the Initial package that was a test package, we were going to rank four different URLs for them. Um, They send us those four four URLs. We even built a whole database on our own because nothing that was on the market was serving what we were doing. Um, So we built a whole database. So basically when they would enroll, they would get into the database. They would submit their URLs. We would do the work for them. And their sites would rank. As soon as they would see that they were ranking, they would purchase higher packages for us. And we had three different packages. That was it. Went from like the initial one tw- was $20. And then it went up to like $300 a month. And that was it. Like you submit your URLs. We tell you like what to optimize. We do the l- linking for you. It ranks. That's it. You know, so It was super simple. Had two VAs helping me. Um, and yeah. It was super easy. And we just kept on building, like, getting leads in um, on a free offer and just feeding people into so, tests. So
0: uh, what, what did you do? Just run ads to the free course, giving the course away for free? And obviously, you're yeah. getting their email address. So it's like a real top-quality yeah, magnet. it was a
1: full course, step-by-step. Step. Here's how you do it. If you don't want to do it, hire us. <laughs> that was it. Because a lot of people, they don't want to do the work. That's where you're coming in, right? They don't want to do the work. And because we trained our staff, we purchased some softwares um, that helped us do the whole linking thing. Um, Obviously, it's totally changed from the SEO that it used to be than what it is now. But we had softwares that were doing a lot of work for us. Our VAs were like doing all of that. We were like submitting because of the database. As soon as the work was done, we would complete it, send it off to a client. So we did not, we never jump on any calls. Not, never ever um everything was done through an email and the the way we raised our revenue was very interesting too like we were so new like today you learn a lot about funnels and how to do those things at that time nobody was teaching that stuff seriously like yeah. we just knew we needed to have like uh, some type of process and i didn't think anyone called that a funnel to be honest i think anyone did um but um so what the way we were raising our revenue was like, we would look at our days. So we had a lot of days where we were making $500 or $600 or $1,000, right? Then we had days where we weren't making anything, where we had maybe two packages of $40. So we would decide based on that, on those specific days when we weren't making a lot of money, we would just run special. We would give our packages at 20% off or something like that. We would just mail for two, three days. Close it off. That's it. Like you know, prices go back up. Yeah, it was super simple and super. So cool. you
0: run twenty like twenty four and forty eight hour special. This is this is like what everybody is doing now, though. Still now, all these. But now you've got autoresponders and sales funnels, and and you don't need coders to build the pages anymore and stuff like that. It's kind of like, um, but so you was doing what what everybody is doing now, but like back in exactly. when was this? What year was yeah.
1: this? So that had to be. Uh, so sometimes in t- 2008 mm-hmm. is when we started, but to really build it successfully it took us maybe a year and a half. And then we just kept on going up uh, for about three years or something like that. Yeah. So it was,
0: yeah. See, I've got a lot of clients who have agencies, have SEO agencies and stuff like that right now. Um, and I can imagine that a lot of people watching this are going to be like, Oh shit, i want to build a training course. That's genius. Cause that really is, it's like, the, the email marketing side, I mean, that's what a lot of SEO people don't understand is email marketing. I, I, I've got a lot of friends who are high-level SEOs, but mm-hmm. I make more profit from my email list than anything else that I do. Um, and it's probably because once you say, I mean, I think we, we spend about 15 grand a year on, on our email lists. Mm-hmm. Well, they bring us in seven figures every mm-hmm. single year without fail. Yep. Whereas if I was to spend 15 grand on ads in a month, if that was to mm-hmm. bring me in a million in, <laughs> yeah. you can imagine
1: how Pennies. I feel. Yeah, exactly. I'm always going to say have an email list. But also over the last three years, I completely wanted to shift out of the industry that I was in. And I kind of plunged into a unknown world of social media and how people were doing coaching and all kinds of things. Um Actually invested in a coaching program that was six and a half thousand dollars as well. Just kind of wow. like I needed a faster way or I mm-hmm. wanted a faster way out of what I was doing. Um, so I don't know if it was worth six and a half dollars $6,500, to be honest, but it did transition me into a different industry. So I'm but, going to say something. I've actually seen that you don't have to have an email list to be successful. Your social media following, if done right, can do the same job, if not even better. I have to say that. I'm always going to advise do both, but I came across a person that was maybe two years back, maybe a little over two years. It was from that coaching program that I was in, another friend referred me to another person, a coach who was teaching manifesting. And I love the topic. I know not everybody is into that. I love everything that's spiritual and out of this kind of. But She was doing manifesting and she was showing people how to manifest. So this friend who referred me to her, she said, this lady is amazing. She doesn't have any funnels. She doesn't have an email list. And she just did. I think that month was $57,000 in sales. And I was like, no way. Like that's, that's not possible, you know? Because we are so used to everything that we've been doing and we've been taught that we don't sometimes notice the other things. But I think because I was transitioning, it was just the right thing to see. So what this this lady did, she built a community of uh, people who were into spirituality, who were business entrepreneurs, mainly females. And she really just spoke their language. She had the right message. Um, So she decided to do launches. There, she just sends them to like a checkout page, no sales pages. Like she just tells them what they're getting in the program and she does everything through messenger, messenger, nothing else. There is no like, you know, email written that goes and leads them in. And there isn't, well, there is a copy, but copy is very real, it's just there's no, no cost message. of
0: fulfilment either, is there? It's because she's literally, she's already created the, the manifesting. I mean, I think everybody wants, right? I think everybody wants easier, right? Mm-hmm. And there's no easier way, right, to run a business than to turn around and say, all you've got to do is sit in your chair, think about it, <laughs> and mm-hmm. it will come to you. <laughs> so it's kind of yeah. like, she's really, she's found the easiest business model in the fucking world there, are not she? <laughs>
1: Well, that's the thing. She just kept on saying, you know what? People were telling me, you got to do it this way. You have to do it that way. You have to do it this way. She was getting or, overwhelmed with everything. And she was getting stuck in the things she didn't want to do. So when she simplified her business model, when she simplified how she gets people in, everything changed. So I do have to say, it's not, as some people say, there is a uh, book or movie, The Secret. Like, you think about it, you no there's a lot more in that goes into it has a lot to do with your energy and the thoughts that you're thinking and the emotions that you're feeling so there's a whole process that you need to shift in order to start attracting what you want yeah but she's super the way she explains it is magical and i think that's the reason that she's been able to help so many people um you know get the results like really amazing results but um, I, like, I did not believe her initially uh, that she was really doing that. Um, but three weeks into when I was in her group, I've noticed, like, I'm clicking that purchase button. Like, I, I'm seeing the link and I'm clicking it. I'm like, this is working. This is seriously working. Um, so I end up purchasing, like, three different courses from her uh, powerful stuff. I love that stuff. So it's uh, uh, it was really actually a good investment for me. But I just want to say there's so many different business models that you can be in, but the one that I feel is really powerful when you have some type of recurring and then you have like higher ticket offers as well. So recurring does not have to be a lot, but there is stability in your business that you don't have to worry about, you know, where your next money is coming from. And then it's a lot easier to scale um, when you do it that way. Uh, At least that's been my experience. So
0: Exactly the same for me that we, we struggled to get uh, to six figures a month for years. And then we started doing low ticket recurring on our software packages um, and I was doing webinars, low ticket, and everyone's like, "I'm not running your webinar; it's not going to make any money." It's like, but uh, you, you know Brian Anderson, don't you? I was looking yes. at his his figures the other day. He ran a last minute webinar for me about 18 months ago, um, and it was 39.99 a month. So nobody wanted to run it. But when I look now, I've paid him about 27 grand since then in commissions. And it's like it's not massive money, but it's every single month recurring yeah, revenue. I still you just
1: make money off of your products. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Yeah, I remember a while back, I maybe three years back, I maybe three or two, I don't know. I recommended your membership and people jumped in.
0: All right. Well, yeah, that's it. And we do the low ticket monthlies and I love them. And we have got a high a higher ticket. But my favorite thing to do is low ticket monthlies. Because I think you find if you can keep it low ticket and you can do it on a monthly subscription basis, uh, what I find is 80% of the people that buy won't use it. But... The 80% of the people that continue to pay you and don't use it enable you to actually make enough money to give better support and help the ones that are actually proactive and going to do it. So a lot of people get upset. They say, I hate it because I'll sell it to to 100 people and only 20 people do anything. It's like, yeah, but you're getting paid off 100 people, meaning you can put more time and effort into the 20 people that actually want you. Uh, So Mm -hmm. don't hate them for it. Love them because the lazy people pay for the proactive Mm -hmm. people and that's how I've always found it and that's how I think of it and that's why I don't mind if somebody picks it up and a year later I'll say to them have you and they're like I've never even logged in
1: (laughs) thank you (laughs) yeah I wonder if they're lazy though I know I used to think you know no I guess we use the term mainly because they're not taking action so we think they're not I think sometimes there is a, a different side to it and this is Because I've been teaching a live class in person for the past year. I had three different groups. The third one just graduated. And we have gone through a lot in that class. And what I've realized is that everybody learns differently. And the biggest thing that they have is the fear of, like, implementing that, that it's not going to work. That they're going to mess up somehow. And it's like they learn the stuff. They know the stuff. But they're not taking action on it. So. It took me a little while to, because I was, you get a lot more feedback when you're really in class because you see their faces. You see when they have yeah. like a, 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 you know, question mark above their head. <laughs> you explain something and you see they're not getting it. <laughs> you yeah. know, so um, I think it's more that they're really afraid. Um, I've just had uh, one person who, he wants to get into writing. He wants to get hired as a writer. Um and he has a very unique writing style. Um, but when I told him to go on LinkedIn and start writing, just start writing. Someone might come across your post and actually hire you. He was afraid to do it. And it was very interesting, like, but you wanna get into writing. What's blocking you? So like you have to figure out what's blocking you so you can unblock and move forward because if you wanna have career in it, you gotta start. That's like the first step. So I don't know it's if it's always the there's so many different ways. Like it can be, especially if you're posting publicly, like what will people think? What will they say about my post? What will they say? um, If you share the truth of what you're experiencing going through in life right now, like, will they judge you? Like all those things. So yeah, it's, there is a lot more than just knowing what you need to do in a business. There is the side, what's blocking, you, what's the fear, let's move that so you can actually do what you were meant to do.
0: Mental limitations, so to speak, yes. Then they, 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 they're mentally blocking themselves out just by mm-hmm. procrastinating. Me and you kind of don't understand that because you obviously have always been an entrepreneur, so have I, and I've always just been like, okay, that failed next. Okay, that failed next. Okay, that failed next. And you just keep going and going and going until it, and then you land on some of the works and then you still keep trying new things whilst that one's still working. And eventually you've got your hands in in dozens of pies, so to speak.
1: Yeah, but it's, I think for some people it's really hard and I've seen this a lot. It's really hard to like, when something fails to move forward and do it again. It's like, oh, what if I fail again? Then it's the fear of another failure. But Mm. you just have to like, you have, As an entrepreneur, you just have to figure out ways to make it work. You just have to, like, that's part of the job, right? And there's always a way. There's always a way. No matter what you're going through, no matter how hard it is, and I've had ups and downs. Like, it hasn't been always easy, right? But no matter what it is, there's always a way. And sometimes just taking a step back, regrouping, like giving yourself permission to relax and not think about business your best ideas come out and you're like, oh my God, how come I didn't think of that two days ago?
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you not think that that happens more when you become financially free as well? Because once you don't, have to, like you said before, once I started to work, my, um, my real estate career started to take off. Do you not think once you knew, once you wasn't desperate to sell a house, you could sell it a lot easier because you were like, well, shit happens if I sell it, I sell it. If I don't, I don't, it kind of doesn't yeah. matter. And
1: yeah, so that's, What I realized from this uh, uh, person who taught me how to manifest, right? Well, taught me the techniques. That's what I realized. I didn't even know at the time that I just needed to make myself, like, make money somehow so I can focus on the other thing that I really wanted to build. But the fear of not having enough money was actually blocking my real estate career from you know, lifting off. So it's all really, it's the mindset thing, but it's more about how relaxed you are in your body at the end of the day. When you're not stressed, when you're not worrying about money, like whoever starts their own business and they want to go all in, unless you have a lot of money to support you or some type of income that's going to come in, don't quit your job. Like do a part-time job, if nothing else. Have some money coming in until you actually...
0: Work um, your ass off until you don't need yeah. to anymore. I mean, yeah. when you said before sometimes you think back. You sometimes you still think, um, "Oh my God, what if I lost it all?" And when you said it, it kind of resonated with me straight away. Right. So I I moved to Spain about four or five years ago, and we moved back about two years ago. And one of the first things I did, <laughs> right, when I got back to the UK, I did the same in Spain as well. Right, is I purchased uh, about three and a half four grands worth of stock as a, a locksmith stock right? All the tools, all the equipment, everything that I could possibly need, right? And I put them all in my shed, right? Because, And then I know, right? And, it's, it's, and I did it in Spain as well. And we're making hundreds of thousands a month now. So it's the potential of it ever happening is, is pretty pretty low. And we work really, really hard. But like you said, what if I lose it all? What if all happens? Just as a fallback, just as that little thing to make me feel like a bit more secure, I have it all sat in my exactly. shed. And I know, worst case scenario, I can set up some ads, Speak to me, mate, yeah. Dave Castle. Say, so do this for mm-hmm. me and then go out and make loads of money. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, I didn't even realize I used to when I was selling real estate. Well, we bought our house very quickly after that career hit off. Um, but I always did. And I do that. I There is like security fund. So I always put money in one account that I don't touch. I don't have permission to pull out a credit card and just Take it out on any ATM machine or anything like that. I always have a little bit of cash somewhere just to feel secure because I know if everything comes to a halt, I have that money. It's gonna get me through how many months that I need, right? So it's um, yeah. It you have to feel safe. That is really uh, important.
0: We we do something similar. We keep enough in a, in an account so that we can survive for twelve months. Paying all of our office rent, our staff wages, our own wages, cars and all the other stuff. Mm -hmm. And we put enough cash away that that would would allow the business, if we stopped earning today, to survive for 12 months. And I think I heard it about Bill Gates years ago. He was saying when he first started out, all he wanted to do is make sure he had enough money in the bank to pay his, his staff's wages for a year. Um, mm-hmm. and it kind of resonated with me and stuck with me. And so, so when I got back to the UK, I restarted pretty much a brand new business with my now business partner, Martin. I still had a few mm-hmm. old projects on the go. We amalgamated them into what I'm doing. And I said that to him, we're like, we need to put a year's worth of cash in, in, in an account that, that will run the business for a year. And as the business gets bigger, the amount in the pot gets bigger. I know it depreciates and it's kind of a bad investment and we should have it in things like uh, property and crypto and all that, but we don't, we always make sure we have enough to last us 12 months in an account. And, and I think that just makes me feel like I'm, I'm not constantly chasing to try and make money. I'm not, exactly. so I don't make bad decisions mm-hmm. as a sales guy. Mm-hmm. Um, what yeah. you, you did say earlier um, that you do, you like helping now coaches, consultants and creators. I mean, what sort of stuff do you do with coaches?
1: Okay. So one of the things, especially with spiritual coaches is that they don't know how to get started and get their message across um and i love writing content right so that's like one of my superpowers (laughs) um and i love helping people you see when people come online they have the story and they have a lot to say like loads of things but when it comes to the online space too much is too much like you want to narrow it down you want it to be in an easy flow and you want people to resonate with the story as well because if they can connect with you as a person they're gonna go and continue to follow you and eventually you know start picking up your horses now when it comes to this whole online thing though social media is very interesting people expect results very quickly not gonna say it's not gonna happen it can um, but It's going to take a little while to build the following, right? And it's going to take a little while to figure out the message. So it's not like an instant thing, but when I start working with my clients, um, it's always, let's go through who your ideal client is. Let's go through what is the offer that you have. Let's see what is the process we're going to use to get people to you. So you start talking to them and then let's work on your message, right? So because... With, you mentioned uh, uh, to your audience, so one of the memberships that we have is Ads Growth Academy. And that's like how you can get leads into your own business through ads. Yep. So we teach only the methods that work. Um, we don't teach all of the methods. We don't only teach the ones that we know work 100%, right? But for our people to get the results, there's often the missing link, which is they don't have the website set up correctly. They don't have an opt-in page set up correctly. They don't have all of these things that they need to have in order for ads to work. Yeah. Um, so it just like ads are a traffic strategy. And because I'm very good at writing the content, uh, like oftentimes I just help them through the process to get everything set up and start getting the following and start getting enough email leads so they can launch their offers, so they can get people into their coaching programs and things like that. But one of the things is, well, they don't like most of the coaches who are in spiritual world or life coaches and things like that. They don't like any of the technical parts uh, of any funnel setups, all that stuff. They don't. Uh, so they often hire us to do it for them. And then we also help them with um, getting the leads and things like that.
0: Wow. So it's kind of actually sales funnel then, isn't it? You're bringing in the coaching clients who don't know anything they're just like i've got a message i just don't and that's it i've got a message <laughs> yeah. and then it's obviously you build the whole program out from them from start to finish including all of the web pages yeah. ranking we them, and doing them a... yeah
1: so we help them design the process that they're going to walk okay. their clients through so sometimes those are challenges they're going to walk their clients to sometimes it can be like a course that they need to set up it can be sometimes they don't want to offer anything for free they just want to get into the paid offer right away which is fine Um, but it's more about getting the the right setup. So everything changed from when I started to now. There's like so many different methods. There's so many people teaching so many different things. At the end of the day, people are going to work with you, Mike, or they're going to work with me because they like me, trust me. They think I can help them uh, move forward, right? Um, So how do you stand out? And one of the ways is through the video. Um, so oftentimes it will be a course, um, that they set up or a challenge that walks people through, but through the process, they have call to actions to invite people to have a conversation with them through zoom, um, and sign them up as a client, but it's kind of like consistency in the messaging, what they share, understanding and getting better at writing the content. And at the end of the day, it's just like they lead them in e- either into the group or they lead it. The- into their email list. I always recommend email lists for all of my clients. Like have that, no matter what, have that. Uh, It just helps, uh, if nothing else, to be visible, to be in their inbox, for them to check your messaging, you know. Um, So, yeah, that's pretty much uh, how we help. But the whole membership is targeted toward the ads, setting them up, optimizing them, different images that they can post, how we structure the images and things like that, yeah.
0: Do do a lot of, do do many of them use like uh, webinars to sell or do, do they actually do it straight to like a sales page with like a VSL?
1: No, they don't like doing VSLs that much. Um, I have that as one of the funnels that um mm-hmm. I recommend, but they don't like that. They prefer having like a mini course or a mini challenge that they walk them through because with a challenge thing. You get people taking action, any kind of action, like, you know, little things, do this, do that. It doesn't have to be a main thing, but if you can get them taking action and they see the improvement in their life, they're going to want to work with you more.
0: So you'll kind of say, right, you, you're coming in for free. You have to do this. Then you have to do this. Then you have to do this. Mm -hmm. Right. And if you want to move on any further, you have to pay type Mm -hmm. of things. And (laughs) they can see that the first two to three steps, there was, there was, there was somebody did it years ago. Um, and, and and what he did was it was a kiss test thing. I can't remember where I heard about it, uh, and he made millions on um, on ClickBank with it. And it's like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna teach you this this one thing to do with the secret kiss test. And he was trying to teach guys how to get women. Not, I don't think it was a seedy one. I think it was like how to get women to fall in love with you. And his <laughs> little trick was how to find out if. The woman that you're talking to once to let you kiss her i think it was russell brunson who told me about it, it didn't tell me about it but i've read it in his book or something um, and he had to tell his wife he was signing up for it and they kind of did what you've just said then so obviously he gave them the kiss test for free and then obviously if that's worked for them they've obviously then moved on and bought his stuff and he was selling oh, millions that's
1: of- what, let me, yeah let me buy something more from you but at the end of the day it's really the message and who you're talking to and um again going back to this live class that i was doing recently um, so I kept on telling my students, listen, one message is not enough. Sometimes you have to get that offer seven times in front of the person to, yep. to get them to purchase, to get them to click, to get them to do something. right?" And I said, the moment your people are going to start responding is the moment you start speaking their language. Basically, you're responding or talking to them. So they can resonate and they want to achieve something different, right? So we were just in this live class. We just finished the whole email marketing. And I had this one phenomenal lady. She's a spiritual coach. Um, and I had her in the class and she goes, Ivana, I now know what you mean by email marketing. And that seven times at least for a message. I'm like, why? What happened? She goes, I'm subscribed to this one guy. And he started promoting something. And on the first day I didn't want to open his email. Like, no, no, I just purchased two courses. I'm not doing it. Yep. (laughs) The next day he sent something. She's thinking, no, I'm not going to open it. No, no, I'm going to spend money. My husband's going to be upset with me. Third day, the headline really spoke to her. She had to see what the email was all about, right? She opens the email she goes, I'm thinking about clicking that button. But I'm like, no, 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 If I click it, I'm going to purchase it. By the day four, four email comes in. She clicked the button. She's like, I'm now thinking of purchasing it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep. So
1: it's, yeah, it's not always just one message. It sometimes takes seven
0: I think, it's the, I think it's the same with your message as well. I think what a lot of people do is they feel like they've run out of something to say, but what they should be doing is saying the same message in a different way over and over and over and over again um, and, and, and kind of getting that same message out to people in lots and lots of different ways. Um, and I can't remember who I learned that from. That was years ago, something I learned. It was like, you feel like, right, I've got this one message and I've done three or five or 10 or 15 or 20 videos and you're like, what else do I say? Well, you don't, mm-hmm. you go back to the start and you say the same thing again in a different way and you carry on resonating with that same audience until mm-hmm. they get the same, oh my God, moment that you had. Like, and once you get, once they get that aha moment, they're like, oh shit, now I understand. Then mm-hmm. they become a, a a kind of a friend for life, would we call it?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and when you said the same message over and over, I just read a post on LinkedIn and this guy, he built like over 400,000 followers on LinkedIn. And I was like impressed by him and the message that he shares and all of that solo entrepreneur. Uh, but I apologize. One second. Ella. Sorry, my daughter. No she has content. <laughs> so as he said, just learn. If you can't come up with content, just learn how to say the same thing five different ways. Yeah. Just five different ways, the same thing. You don't have to create like the whole new story.
0: And you can do that now with ChatGPT like in a few seconds. You pop it in and say, Write this five times for me in five different ways. <laughs> Boom. And then you just you just go for it.
1: Nah.
0: Do you hate ChatGPT?
1: <laughs> no, no, it's a good tool. No, it's a good tool to give you the ideas. Yep. You have to stay unique. And true to yourself.
0: If it's your your message that you're putting in and then you tell it to write it five different ways, you've kind of got the same message five times. Not really,
1: because I've noticed the way it writes, it pulls like from different sources and it's not my sound, which is okay. I can always rewrite it, which is fine, but it gives me a good idea to see what I can change. So, yeah, it's kind of like one of those things. I'm not against AI, don't get me wrong. Like, use it whenever you can. Like when I need a new headline or something and I can't come up with anything in my head, I'm on it. Like I'm typing it in. It's going to give me an idea. I'm going to rewrite it, make it my own. It's going to sound powerful, right? You still need the skills of understanding what a good copy is. Yep, definitely. <laughs> you know, um, Because like one of the things that we teach um, with the ads is well, people who haven't been part of the SEO, understanding the whole keywords and how it works. It takes them a while. It's not something that's instant. Like, you know, it's a process. So one of the ways that we teach search ads on Google is that you go for very specific type of keywords and you group them together. So you don't create one big campaign. you yeah. rather create like 10 different ones, right? And again, going back to the live class, they it took them a while to figure out what I meant by that, because they thought all the keywords are good keywords. I'm like, no, no, no. The buyer keywords, there is a difference between buyer keywords, and you know, all of these things. So the way we teach that, you know, and this one guy commented, so I can just go into chat GDP and it can give me all the keywords. I'm like, well, not really. You still have to use your brain. Yeah, it's going to pump out bunch but yep. you still have to go and research on different tools and see if they're the right keywords to use right and you have to think like is this something that the buyer would type in or not right so i'm gonna say it's a tool like with everything else it's a tool but you're a unique human you have a unique message share it out there adopt it use the ais but still go back reread it make sure that it sounds like you before you post it that's kind of my thing i don't know
0: <laughs> i guess i guess right. I guess using, I guess uh, you got me thinking then because I do a lot with local businesses. Now, local businesses are not very unique. There is buyer buyer intent keywords and there's not buyer intent keywords that a plumber would put in. But when you're talking about a coach that's got a specific message, I can see where actually chat GBT might actually be a hindrance. And it's a case of saying, no, 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 you've got your specific message. You're looking for somebody specific and trying to get AI to understand you and your message is almost impossible. Um, I've never thought of it that way before because I just I, I love the tool I use it for all sorts of crazy stuff but then you got me thinking then I thought yeah as an individual it's very difficult to find keywords for the right people for the right person if they've got mm-hmm. a unique message that's not been said a million times already yeah
1: exactly exactly and like I said all the tools are great and if you can and if you can come up with the content that's gonna be used like I know one of my friends, he um, sells quite a bit of affiliate offers. Like he uses a lot of uh, um, AI for content and it helps him create really good emails. He just adjusts them a little bit and they're ready to go. I know how I write. My people know how I write and they would know this if I started using AI because my writing is different. <laughs> it
0: is, you know. Yeah, mine, I mean, I don't write my own emails anymore, but I, that's, I've still, the, the the girl who does my emails has kind of got a style of her own that's, I think, better than mine. Um, mm-hmm. And she still gets the exact same amount of engagement that I used to get. And, 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 and so, but it took me, it's took me a long time to be able to let go of that it's kind of your little baby in it. Your email marketing platform is your little—it's
1: uh, yeah, it's it's personal. Baby. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> personal. It's, it's your baby, and, and I don't—I don't know. I'm not going to say never, but I don't know if I want to give up writing because I love writing. Like today, I was working with a client, and we were putting her story together, and she talks, I take notes. And my brain starts working, okay, I know how we need to structure this. And she keeps on talking and I'm writing as she's talking because I'm getting the elements of how the story needs to sound and how it should be structured. And by the end of like two-hour session, like it was super powerful. But it went from me speaking to her and really putting it together and there's no AI tool that can do that. And, yeah, it's – I don't know if anyone would – Just
0: the way I write, I think it's different. And you're not
1: going
0: to... Yeah, I'm not letting no machine take that away from me. No, I I get it. There's a lot... lot I mean, it it, it took me a while to to be able to to let go of the... And I mean, the great thing is if you have an audience... I mean, obviously, my input still goes into my emails. I just don't actually put the typing into it. Um, (laughs) But... I guess it still is it's still coming from me. I still see every single email that goes out and I still have to obviously say yay yeah, or nay can't be sent out like that and yeah. obviously there's a point to every single message um but I guess I mean I did the same with social media I, I had a huge following on social media and I deleted my all my social media accounts um okay. I just I don't know i I like to do things a little bit different like what you've done you've jumped from 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 having an seo agency to working with coaches consultants and now um you're doing ads growth academy which which i think is absolutely brilliant i mean i know we got on early and was chatting and chatting so we've kind of overrun before we started the the, the uh the conversation today um yeah. and i know that you've got a client meeting coming up in about nine minutes so what yeah. i would say is is obviously first of all thank you very very much for coming on it it's took, took me a while to get you on um my pleasure how If people want to work with you, if people want to make contact with you, whether whether it's from a coaching angle, whether it's for whether they're consultants, whether they, they're interested in Ads Growth Academy, where do they go? How do they get in touch with you?
1: Okay. The best and the easiest is if you want to see what I'm talking about and how you're helping people get leads. If you go to adsgrowthacademy.com, there is a, a top menu and you'll see free course. Click on it. You're going to like jump in and get the course and see how it is. You get to see how I write my emails as well. I will often use stories, real life stories. I don't like make up, to make up things. I really like the real life stories. Uh, and different things that, you know, we go through on a journey and, you know, ups and downs um, because I feel a lot of people talk about success, not enough about failures. And I know failures don't sell the product. But at the same time, it's the real journey. It's how it is. And if we get to, okay, this is real stuff. This is, you know, how it works. Let's just get serious and start implementing, you know, what you learn. You move yeah. a lot faster than expecting very quick results. Like, you know, I don't know. Even yeah. though you can have good results, I'm not going to say that. I helped a friend launch last year a, a product and, I want to say we did like $300,000 in a couple months. So it's, it's possible, but you need yep. to have skills. Like one of the things that for a while from SEO agency, I got into the whole service providing plus creating courses. And I was very good at launching successfully getting, you know, sometimes up to like a thousand new customers in, in like 48 hours and things like that. Um, but Like from the skills that I've developed over years, someone looking at it says, okay, you know, it took you only a month to do a hundred thousand dollar launch, which is exactly what happened. And it wasn't a month. It was about six or seven weeks from the start, but we had four people on board. We had a copywriter. We had a person who built a course. We had me as a launcher. And then we had a person who was selling a high ticket item in the back. All of us had a lot of experience, so of course, you know, when we put all of that together, doing a hundred thousand dollar launch wasn't a big deal, right? <laughs> you know, because yeah. we had the experience. But for someone to come in without some guidance, without some, you know, skills, I think it's a little bit hard to do a hundred thousand without any following. I think it's hard to do
0: 100,000 in the first six months, even maybe in the first 12. I think you've got to work. I think what you said before was was like a lot of people don't share the failures, but one of my friends said to me about three months ago, he said the failures make the man Right. And and I think what you just said then is it's not the experience that, that, that enables you to do it, it's the failures that you've had in the past that enables you to like step through the the, the path and, and dodge all of the all of the holes what you're gonna fall down and <laughs> get stuck yeah. and, and actually get to that point really, really quickly, because when we used to launch stuff like like new new ideas, um nine out of ten of our ideas would always fail. And then all of a sudden it becomes less and less and less and less. And, and now it's, we're at a point where um, we have a process now that we use um, to, in fact, what we're trying to do now is we're changing our process a bit and we're going down the funding route, but we're not doing it because we need the money. We're doing it because we've never done it this way. So what we're doing is now we're coming up with new concepts and new ideas um. And then we're gonna be pushing them down the funding which I don't know if it's gonna work or it's not gonna work. I just fancy playing around and trying it and seeing what happens. Um mm-hmm. but I guess that's that's the entrepreneur. You're the same, you're like, mm-hmm. what's next?
1: <laughs> yeah, it it is what next. And I love testing out things. That's one of the things I really love. Um, and I Danny, in the past couple of years, I've been looking at what other people are doing and just kind of like seeing how they grew their. Huge following and things like that because I was never big on social media, but I kind of want to now really build one channel or maybe two to a higher level. Um, And just looking at how they create content and how they do things and just willing to test out what they're doing and see if it works for me. Like it's okay if I fail. I don't care. I have other things. I have email marketing. I have ads. I have uh, social media organic marketing as well, right? We have all of these things, so I'm not worried if something that I'm testing is gonna uh, fail. But I like to. That's one of the things. I like to get group of people together and kind of build accountability groups, so we are pushing each other to, you know, take action, you know, post yep. and things like that. Often I run it for like 30 days, um, just yeah. <laughs> I remember
0: you doing something. I can't remember what it was. Um, and you was working with David Kasser, Um And after he worked with you, he actually came to me and he went, and he was using a SANA at the time, I think. Um, mm-hmm. And when he came to me, he went, you should see what fucking, um, what Ivana's doing. He's it's like, it's it's awesome the way she runs the team and she has everybody doing all the." It. He's like, he was she, he came to me and he's like, you should see how she's actually doing it. Um, and I think that's a skill that, very very few people can master um i can't i could never do that i can never run a team i'm like i I need a team to run me (laughs) 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 i'm terrible
1: it's a good thing when you know what you're good at and when you know what you're not good at that's
0: actually a fabulous thing yeah well i'm I'm pretty good at seo and i I like talking to people so i do this
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah awesome awesome
0: I can see you've got a a meeting in three minutes. I've been watching the clock while we're chatting because obviously we we over-talked at the beginning. Adsgrowthacademy.com, guys. Get over there. Have a look at what Ivana's got going. Ivana, I really do appreciate you coming on. I'm going to say thank you very, very, very much for coming on. Um, Guys, thank you for watching as always,
1: and I will see you all next week. Thank you very much. Cheers. Bye-bye.